Welcome back to the Basically Allie podcast. This is Allie and I'm very excited to be here today. That was really obnoxious, but anyway, welcome back to the Basically Allie podcast. Um, this is going to be a fun week. My weekly recap is probably going to be really short because I feel like I just recorded this last week and nothing really has happened. So again, worked. And the first, the only things I had on my calendar were like pay bills. And you know what? Let's use the weekly recap to talk about this. How it sucks in some months where your rent check is like a week and a half before rent is actually due on the first. So then you're just like chilling. Okay. So as I was saying, so I had to take a brief intermission in recording this because uh, the headphones that I use started dying, so I'm back again. Um, but as I was talking about, it just kind of sucks on those months where the paychecks are misaligned to like when rent is due. So like the first paycheck of every month is usually our rent check and the second paycheck of every month is usually like all of our pretty much all of our other bills except a couple also come out with rent but it just it sucks in like well I guess we use the first paycheck of every month towards rent but usually it's like one of the last paychecks of the month like it'll usually come on like one of the last few days of a month or like the first because it's weird at our apartment complex we have to pay the rent on the first or we get like dinged in the system like technically we get till the third but if we don't pay it on the first it like dings us and if we get so many like marks on our account they can like choose to not renew our lease which I guess doesn't make sense because like spoiler alert we are moving most likely we're staying in Arizona staying in the area but we're just moving to a new apartment because I love this apartment I think I talked about this on last episode I think we've decided based on the availability and what we can get from the place we're looking at, it's literally owned by the same company. So we're most likely going to move to that place. Um, and so it literally is the same layout and features in, of every, and everything. But we want to be on the first floor. We're on the third floor right now. And it just sucks. And carrying up groceries and coming up every day. And when you're tired and you just want to like go home and then you have to walk up two flights of stairs, it's just a lot. And we would prefer to be on the first floor. So We'll see how that goes, but yeah, it just, paying bills as an adult, man, it sucks so much, but we got to do it. So that's really what we've been kind of just figuring out, like, over the past week is, like, budgeting and figuring things out in that aspect. We got the packet in the mail. We're going on our honeymoon and, like, um, I think it's like 16 days now. So we're really excited about that. We're going to the Dominican Republic. So I just got my passport for the, I've never had a passport. So I just got my passport like a month and a half ago. So I'm very excited to use that and go out of the country. I've been out of the country twice. I've been to Canada and I've been to Puerto Rico, but that doesn't really count. Like Canada counts, but Puerto Rico is a like U.S. territory or whatever. So it doesn't really count. So I'm excited to go to the Dominican Republic. We're going to an all-inclusive for six days. It's going to be really wonderful. Um, My mom comes this week, so lots of exciting things to look forward to. It's also super busy again at work this week, and I'm just really exhausted. So yeah, 
All right. So we are going to get into our bachelor recap. And a fun little tidbit about this is I'm actually recording this the day after I recorded all of the rest of the podcast. So this is going to be clipped into the rest of the podcast. So it'll go where it normally does between the weekly recap and the main topic. But it's being recorded the next day because of the timeline of when I'm able to watch the new episode of The Bachelor. So for you, it's just seconds in between the segments. But for me, this is a whole day in between um, recording this. I almost said filming this. I'm not filming anything. I literally am recording this laying in my bed, which is so cozy. And I might have to do this more because 10 out of 10 recommend this. But anyway, so let's talk Bachelor recap. This week was crazy. Um, They were back in action. Zach was out uh, from having COVID and he was out, but apparently Greer was sick and had COVID and she was not in this episode at all, but it looked like in the preview that she comes back. So I don't know. We'll see. So they make up for lost time and Charity gets her one-on-one and I think that goes well. She did her for the right reason speech at the end. She gets this, the um, one-on-one rose. All is good. And then we go to the group date and they get the date card. Who's on the group date? And here we have somebody get upset. Uh, Jess gets upset because she has not yet had a one-on-one and so she was hoping that this would be the week to have the one-on-one but she doesn't get it and she's confused about that so that kind of puts a damper on her view of the group date um so kind of fast forward a little bit they go on the group date all is good. They go, they're in Estonia. So they go do some festival things, see some witch, and then they go to the after party. And this is kind of where everything kind of <laughs> goes down. So I guess, oh, let me back up a little bit. There was some drama with, um, I think it was Kate. There was some drama with her. I think that's her name. I really am terrible at names until we get to like the final four. Cat. Cat or Kate? Cat. No, Katie's the good one, but Cat. Yes, Cat. There was some drama with her before Charity's one-on-one because she, Zach came to pick up Charity for the one-on-one and she pulls him aside and was like, I just wanted to say hi and I missed you and then they kiss and then people get upset about that and that's kind of like, a damper on like the cocktail party at the group date and there's a little drama there like not a ton of drama like I feel like this is normal bachelor drama which I very much appreciate that the drama's kind of like been gone down a little bit this season because Zach's like "Uh uh-uh no cuts out the drama sends him home and it's like not about that but this runs into our next point in the Bachelor recap that I wanted to talk about was Jess's one-on-one time at the cocktail party with Zach and kind of what happens there. So she gets time with him and she's expressing to him that this process has been really difficult for her. She knows what she signed up for, but she tends to take longer to come out of her shell. And so she's just had a lot of anxiety and kind of 
been a little emotional because she's like worried at this point in the process. She spent so much time on all of this and she hasn't gotten a one-on-one yet and she knows the importance of having a one-on-one. So she's just confused. Like if he feels the same about her and she's looking for some validation and looking for like why she hasn't had one yet. Is it something she's doing? Just a lot of anxiety, which I completely relate with because I have so much anxiety as well sometimes. So like her expressing these feelings, I feel like is completely normal because like anything you know about The Bachelor, you know how important a one-on-one date is. So her expressing this to him, like immediately I knew I was like "Mm," in Bachelor terms, bringing up the fact that you haven't had a one-on-one yet isn't good. Like, and usually it leads to you getting sent home or a drama or a fight or something with the lead because they're like, this is not just about the one-on-ones. It's about the connections. You shouldn't just be here working towards getting a one-on-one. And like, that's sort of what Zach did to her was he was like, this isn't just about the one-on-ones. And she's like, yeah, 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 I get that. But like, I feel like I need that like one-on-one and the whole day to spend with you so you can really get to know who I am because she says she tends to open up more like solo and one like in a one-on-one setting which totally makes sense if that's her personality type and she's expressed this to him then he kind of like comes back at her and they have like a little disagreement and argument about it and then all of a sudden they're like she's like I I don't want to fight for you like I told you in the beginning like I want somebody to fight for me and like I feel like you're not doing that so they kind of just like get up and he puts her in a car and sends her home and it's just really kind of shocking and I feel like we missed a whole bunch of that conversation so I would love to see more of that because it is kind of like he kind of starts to validate her feelings but then he like flips a switch and is like oh like you're upset with me like no 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 don't be upset with me and I saw a couple TikToks about this um and I actually saved them because I was like this we need to talk about this because I've been seeing some perspective of people on social media who are like wait 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 Zach, why are you acting like this? Like, um, Nick Vial, Vial, whatever. He was a previous Bachelor and now he has a podcast. He sent some tweets that I'm trying to pull up, but I don't have enough hands to hold the mic and also look these up. So Nick Vile and he's the he, Nick Vile is very controversial I feel like and I'm not sure if I always 100% agree with him. I think he can be a little narcissistic and like full of himself. Um sorry Nick Vile if you're listening to this. I highly doubt you're going to listen to this, but you know, whatever. Um anyway, he sent some tweets during it. Um let's see. He says That's two weeks in a row now. Zach was a total D-I-C-K to one of the women. This is a, I'm censoring this. I think this is a clean podcast. It's literally all about the one-on-one. And Nick Vile was a past bachelor, so he probably knows that. And he says, Zach knows that. He made Jess feel like she messed up for expressing a valid concern. And then he also, another tweet says, "Zach, Zach is acting like, the guy who gets mad at his girlfriend for not letting him know she wanted validation on her birthday. And thinking about that, that is kind of exactly how he's acting. Um, And let me look at, I saved a uh, TikTok. 
about this. I'm going to pause the recording for a second so I can grab this. Okay, so I found the TikTok that I wanted to talk about, and it's from a girl. Her handle is at Emma Ma Stone, so Emma M-A Stone and TikTok, and essentially she's talking about, like, how she's never missed an episode of The Bachelor or Bachelorette or Paradise or whatever in five years, and I'm like, wow, same. I related to that, but also she's talking about how this season's kind of been really weird because, and she says that anytime Zach expresses any form of emotion and or anytime a girl one of the women is, expresses any form of emotion to Zach he's like oh I'm really uncomfortable with this right now and she says that and then she also goes on to say unless the reason they're crying is one of the for the right reasons talks at the end of like a one-on-one because they're telling him that they were like assaulted or like verbally abused or abused in any form in like a past relationship then he sort of gets like this savior complex and he gets into that savior complex role and he's like oh like I would never do that to you I want to fix this and it, or like another reason could be like they they don't feel like they're pretty enough and he does get into this savior complex role and I I do agree with that so much and I've seen that a little bit from like his personality in like coming out this season and looking back and I think she talks about this in this TikTok or I don't know if I saw it somewhere else looking back on Rachel and Gabby's season when Rachel kind of just sends him home like after the fantasy suites and you don't really know what happened during the fantasy suite they don't really talk about it a lot there's kind of some like contention and like disagreement between them but they don't really talk about it a ton so it's just super interesting that I feel like there's a side of Zach that we don't know and they think like oh he's a good bachelor he's gonna be great but then maybe there is this thing where he gets into this sort of like savior complex and like he doesn't handle emotions well so I don't know. I am just worried like this is going to end bad because I really want him to choose Katie. But then I really love Katie and I'm like, what if he chooses her? But then like he hurts her or becomes abusive in some way. I don't know. I could just not that I could see that happening, but that's kind of just where my whole mindset's gone with all of this. So yeah, I know that was a lot on the specific group date, but that kind of leads into like he sends her home and then he doesn't give out the group date rose, um, which I think he would have given it to like Katie or Gabby because they've, they had a good experience during that. Um, and then they go on another one-on-one and I think it's with Ariel. I really don't remember because like I said, I really only remember the important people who I know are going to probably make it through. So they go on this one-on-one to like a nudist resort or something. And then they have like dinner and she does her speech. He gives her the one-on-one rose. And so Charity and the other girl, Ariel, I think's her name, have the one-on-one roses. And then there's no group date rose. So then they go to the rose ceremony and Allie, RIP to me, gets eliminated. Um, And then, yeah, they're down to this. I think there's one more last week of like regular dates. And then so next week is when they'll narrow it down to the four, I think, and then do hometowns. So I feel like the season's flown by, but we're getting to my favorite parts of The Bachelor. So The Bachelor recaps are definitely going to be getting more interesting as we go into this. So 
We shall see, but I've talked for a long time now about The Bachelor, so I'm going to cut this off, put this into the rest of the podcast, and it's only going to be a second for you, but let's go over to the main topic. Okay, so this week for the main topic, I wanted to do something that I just thought of last week because of how irritated I was by the Grey's Anatomy winter winter premiere or whatever it was like apparently Meredith is leaving they announced it on Ellen Pompeo announced it on like social media and people were saying goodbye to her and they were promoting this episode as Meredith's farewell to Seattle and it was horrible like all these other characters. So let's back up a little bit, actually. It is literally called Grey's Anatomy. The series premiere starts with her. It's all supposed to be about her and her story. And obviously, we have some like side characters, but Meredith is a main character. And I have noticed in the past couple of seasons really she's taken a step back I feel like Ellen Pompeo has taken a step back from the show and it's really become I feel like they've kind of been pushing more towards the side characters and their stories um and I get it and that's why I think they were leading up to kind of her leaving but her leaving this episode sucked All these characters in the past have got grand finale episodes of them like saying goodbye to that character and like they get whole episodes dedicated to them, multiple episodes dedicated to them. Like Derek had like two or three episodes dedicated to him. Mark Sloan had like two episodes. Lexi had an episode. Um... Christina had a whole episode. Alex freaking they ruined his storyline in his character um oh what is that called character development. They ruined his character development by causing him the worst goodbye storyline, but he still had a whole freaking episode where we had to listen to him narrate these letters of goodbye where he was leaving and making horrible decisions and the the writer of that like what was you what were you thinking anyway they all have these whole goodbye episodes like DeLuca had an episode who wasn't even on that long um one of the interns who had to flee the country because of like the DACA and um immigration coming after her like she had most of an episode dedicated to her and there's been whole episodes dedicated to like patients dying and things like that and there was a whole episode dedicated to I think a a nurse dying one time it just literally doesn't make any sense and so the episode last week I will say spoiler alert but it's been all over social media that she's leaving so if you have not watched the episode spoiler alert we're going to talk about it. Now, if you haven't watched it, pause, go watch it. If you're a Grey's Anatomy fan, come back and listen to this. If you don't care or you've watched it, keep listening. They did Meredith so dirty in this episode. One, the episode wasn't even dedicated to her or like the whole episode wasn't about like her leaving or her goodbye. There was a bunch of other things happening, which fine, you got to keep the development of these other characters, but Meredith Grey, your showrunner, your main 
actress was leaving and you maybe dedicated 10 minutes of the episode to that like I really it doesn't make any sense to me so the episode mainly is about like bringing in some of the new interns and them working on getting into this surgery where they were doing some cardiac procedure with Maggie and her husband and it was about that and this patient and then it was about a lot of the like supporting actors and actresses which I think they're trying to like make more of the lead lead characters but in the episode you see Meredith come in to the hospital and she's like big last day and her children bring like their suitcases and they're like donating toys and you don't even see like in the in the episode before the like the fall season finale or series mid-season finale the house the main house Meredith's house was burning down and they don't really address that until like mid to the end of this episode like they don't talk about that they don't talk about moving out and all of the memories in that house they're just like peace out house we're leaving we're going to Boston and they go to the hospital and she does a surgery unfortunately loses the patient which what the frick about that why would you make her lose a patient on her last day at the Grace Sloan Memorial I almost said Seattle Grace see that's how long I've been watching this show her last day in Seattle they made her lose a patient and then from there they also kind of do other things in the episode and then in the end they throw her a goodbye party and nobody's really planning for the party and it's kind of a last minute thing thrown together with champagne and then they get the wrong cake and it's all horrible and then it's just like okay Dr. Bailey's like yeah I love you Meredith you're my proudest accomplishment and I don't even I don't remember what Weber said it wasn't important and then she leaves and she's getting on the plane with her children and then there's this whole speech and I guess I get they tied in this patient's book to like the finale of like oh leaving whatever I don't even know what it said I was just too mad at that point about this they promoted this episode with chasing cars and all these like flashback scenes there was not one flashback scene there was none they they referenced the pick me choose me love me when she was like and kind of went and showed that she's like I'm gonna pick me my kids I'm gonna choose me I'm not gonna force you to love me which good on that that was a good reference and it was kind of in a similar setting as the pick me choose me love me but there was no flashback there was no acknowledgement to the life and everything that had been built in Seattle they in the in the end of the episode they three of the interns end up staying at the house and they're like oh you can stay here if you watch the like fixing of the roof or whatever which I guess that was the only thing that was damaged in the house there was no flashbacks to like the good times in the house or anything like that it was literally just them moving in and Meredith on the plane flying away and she had like a rom-com moment with the guy I don't even literally remember his name because this is making me so irritated 
he just was trying to get to the airport to say goodbye to her and like I love you and want to be with her and then she literally is just like he says I love you and she pretends she can't hear him and and there's no I'm I'm jumping literally all over the place because I'm so heated about this and I that's why I'm dedicating a whole podcast episode to this so <laughs> there was literally no flashbacks nothing so is is she gonna be in next week's episode are they gonna do more is that it like these past characters have had tremendous like episodes with flashbacks and guest stars and all these things and good farewells and Meredith gets 10 minutes of a 50 minute episode 45 minute episode where they barely say goodbye to her character and all that she's accomplished in Seattle they're just like peace out I'm going to Boston what was that like I don't understand what the writers of this are saying like after this episode I all over TikTok people were so angry about what they did what they didn't do how they essentially did all these things for these other actors who were leaving the show but they did nothing for Meredith like it legitimately just doesn't make any sense to me like I honestly was worse than Alex goodbye Alex goodbye episode because I that episode also really made me angry because Alex had gone through this such great character development and had finally gotten the life he deserved and wanted and then he the guy I don't even know who plays him I'm literally so irritated I can't think of anything right now the Justin I think Justin Chambers I'm pretty sure he wanted to leave the show and so that uh, that writer was just like, okay, we're going to tank all that character development. You're going to go back to Izzy. She had your kids from the frozen embryos. And you're going to leave Joe and this life you've created here in Seattle. You're going to leave Meredith and everybody and go to be living in a farm with Izzy. Like, that was horrible. And that was irritating because he wasn't even in the episode. There was all these weird f- flashes to the farm and people who weren't Alex and Izzy and their kids that was horrible but this the like the sheer just not putting any effort into this goodbye episode it was just so weird and uh, horrible and I've seen lots of people being like oh I fixed it on TikToks like edits of them putting in like flashback episodes like the one I can specifically think that I talked to my sister about was when the three interns move into Meredith's house and they're like looking around and they're like wow we live here now they could have had a perfect moment to flashback to all the wonderful memories in that house so many things happened in that house but they just chose to not do anything so I really just think this show is gone so far downhill like it used to be so good and so good that I've watched it through the whole series through multiple times like I've only watched the most recent seasons like a few times like one time probably but like watched it through up until like current multiple times like even the most recent time I did that was probably six months ago so I have been in this show and invested for so long and so 
I think I speak for a lot of Grey's Anatomy fans who've watched it for years and years and years and are so invested, who have binge watched it multiple times. It's their comfort show to say, we are annoyed. That was a horrible goodbye episode and the writers need to fix something or this show needs to end. Like, uh, they should have just ended it with her leaving and they could have had some grand series finale. Like, are they going to bring her back at all? What about, like... She, is she going to go cure Alzheimer's? Like, I just, ugh, so many things. I just, I love Grey's Anatomy. And it's sad to see such a good show have such a horrible writing and episode goodbye to their lead character who built the show and who's been, like, one of the last few original actors or actresses on the show, so... That's my hot take on the most recent episode of Grey's Anatomy. I'm so sorry I just yelled about this for like 15 minutes. So I would be interested to hear what other people have to say because it's just I have lots of thoughts on this. So I'm going to put a question box on my Instagram story at some point, probably the podcast Instagram, because I want to know your thoughts about this. And if you're a Grey's Anatomy fan, what you thought of like Meredith's goodbye, I'd be interested to hear that. So we can definitely talk about that next time or in the future. But now that I've ranted about that for a few minutes, let's talk about some of my favorite series finales of shows because to me that I don't know if I can continue watching Grey's Anatomy like unless they do some other further goodbye or Meredith comes back or something maybe I'll watch it but now I'm going to transition into talking about some of my greatest series finales of shows that I've loved so I'm not going to these aren't in any particular order and I'm really just thinking of these off the top of my head but the Little House on the Prairie series finale, I remember we, I was still in elementary school because we lived in our old house in Carlton and it was late at night. I was like awake. I shouldn't have been awake. Um, and I was in the, it was in the living room and obviously this premiered in like, I think like the eighties, but like it was on TV and I had finally watched all the way through or gotten to that point. I think it was probably on like Hallmark or something, a like rerun of it. And I remember watching it and just being so sad that it was ending and how it was ending like even though it was also ending in a poor way because people were coming in and buying the land of Walnut Grove like those characters they were all there in the end they were all together and they all decided the best thing to do was to stick it back to the people who were buying the land that their town was on and blow up the town. And the only thing they left standing was the church building. And I'm just like, that was a good series finale. And they all drove away in their horse and buggies. Like, a good series finale. Um, Another one, Friends. I, well, I, Friends was great. I love Friends. I've seen Friends one million times. Um, because it used to be my sleep show, so I used to just watch it while I was falling asleep. So that one, that series finale was good, and I think it ended in a good way. Like, they all had kind of grown up through the series. So Monica and Chandler had the twins, and they were moving to suburbia, and 
Phoebe was married and thinking about having kids. Joey was Joey. And they ended it with Ross and Rachel reuniting, which I got off the plane was such an iconic line. So like such a good series finale. Everybody was happy and together and they all ended it in the apartment and they were talking about like, oh, do you have time? And they were like, you want to get some coffee? And they went down and it ends with them leaving the apartment and locking the door in a pan over of the empty apartment. And Chandler's like, yeah, sure, where? And it ends on a funny note. Such a good series finale. Um, Another one that I just thought of, and I feel like this is something I created in my mind, but I swear it happened. So when I was a child, I was a huge fan of Rugrats. Like, that was my show as a child. So when they did Rugrats All Grown Up, like the one where they're teenagers, I swear the series finale was the Rugrats All Grown Up, so the teenage teenage Rugrats babies, they something I don't remember exactly what happened in the episode because it was so long ago I just remember the episode ending with the teenagers all in a closet and then it like flashes and something happens and then it's actually just all the babies in the closet and they all imagined it and when I was younger I used to say that was the biggest plot twist of my life because like that blew my mind so Rugrats All Grown Up is actually and Rugrats is on Paramount Plus which we have a subscription to right now so I want to go back and watch that last episode to see if that's what happened but I swear that's what happened because I have vivid memories of all the babies just sitting in a closet at the end of All Grown Up but that was a good series finale what other shows have I watched that had good series finales that didn't just like end that they like chose to end the show oh Gilmore Girls let's talk about Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Gilmore Girls season seven sucked because like the main show writers had left after season six. So season seven was completely new show writers and producers or whatever. And so it was not the original storyline that Amy Sherman Palladino had wanted. So it's horrible because Lorelai the whole last season Lorelai and Chris get together they get married whatever and then it's all this horrible things and then you finally get to the end to the series finale and it's like bon voyage and it's good and it's good and bad the last couple episodes because it kind of all blends together (laughs) for me at this point because Rory graduates from Yale which good yay Logan proposes to Rory and she says no which I always have mixed feelings about I think she could have said yes and it would have been good but I also understand why she said no because it was the whole I am scared of where I'm going I don't know where I'm going after this but I know it's like gonna be good but then it kind of all gets ruined in a year in the life, so you gotta watch that, like, Rory's character arc goes, like, up, down, up, down, she's, like, a wave, a character wave, because that girl's a mess, but anyway, so the one episode ends with her saying no, whatever, they pack up her apartment, and then they go to the series finale, and they're planning their trip to go on roller coasters, but then, wow, Rory gets a job going on Obama's campaign trail, because it's like 2007 at this point, point. and so she gets this job, 
and then they she has to leave right away and so the whole town pitches in and throws her a party so like the last like 15 minutes of the episode are really good when it's pouring and Luke stays up all night and sews the tarp tent and that was just so good because it really shows like Luke just loves them both so much and Luke and Lorelai are meant to be together they are um OTP oh my god do you guys remember that when people used to be like oh they're OTP one true pairing or I think that's what it is, what it was or OTL or something but anyway so he stays up all night and then they're driving Lorelai and Rory in the morning they're like I want to say goodbye to people but they can't find anybody and then they go to the town square and they're all there and they're like bon voyage Rory we love you Rory and they have a party and then Richard and Emily are there and it was just that was a really good ending and they end and Luke Steiner like how it started so while I don't typically or I don't really agree with the choices of season seven as a whole I do think the last episode was a pretty good finale and wrap-up of the show because Luke and Lorelai get together they end in the diner everything's good Rory's going on a job and then it all gets ruined in a year in the life like a year in the life was good but I think it tried too hard so Rory's character development was ruined there um we got the last four words which shocking it was like mom yeah I'm pregnant that was the last four words so spoiler I cannot say spoiler alert spoiler alert if you haven't seen that but it's been out since 2016 so if I spoiled it for you I'm sorry you should have watched it by now but those are all the series finales that I can think of off the top of my head um so there was just so much more that could have been done for the Grey's Anatomy series finale. That's all I have to say about that. So, wow. I just rambled for like 25 minutes about TV shows and how mad this Meredith's goodbye episode made me. So if you've stuck around this long, I really appreciate it. Please leave me a rating they really help I really appreciate it a nice review um, on Apple Podcasts so follow me on my social medias so at Alex Telex and at basically Ali podcast on Instagram I'm also on TikTok uh, I'm not very good at TikTok but I'm on TikTok I think it's at Alex Telex too so I don't exactly know but you'll see me I'm on there um So thanks again for listening and I hope you have a good rest of your week. Talk to you next week. Bye.